0: Just Me, a place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Me. And as you can hear the excitement in my voice, I'm excited about this episode. One, we're talking about stress. And two, we're talking about going back to school. And I might not have any small children in the house, but I know all you parents that got them little babies that were eating up all your food, or you are so excited that they're going back to school. And if by chance you got a high schooler that just graduated and going to college who think they're grown now and about to be on their own and really gonna have a chance to experience life, stress is on the way. So here at Just Me, we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna start from the little babies and work our way all the way up to us adults who know how to handle stress so well, so we think. So we're going to talk about what stress is, what it looks like in children, the different types of stress, and how even as adults and teachers, how we can support our children, especially during this time as is, as we go back to school and all the stresses that can be associated with that um, during this season. So, Serena, Sasha, what, what, what's the deal about stress? What is it? How, how, do we, how do we deal with it? What's the sound and smell of it?
2: So, basically, stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened. So, once again, stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened. And it usually happens when we are in a situation that we feel as if we cannot control. A lot of times people are stressed because they have too many responsibilities. You know, as it relates to the young children and children going back to school, you know, having a lot of responsibilities as it relates to sometimes some kids have jobs sport activities and um, going to school, um, clubs after school. So a lot a lot of those responsibilities can cause stress. And also parents waiting to the last minute to get the school supplies, um, get clothes. That can cause a whole lot of stress also because the time is approaching, but you haven't fulfilled your list as it relates to the school supplies and also the change as it relates to going back to school. They've been home all summer and now they're transitioning back to school. Don't know what to expect that can be a whole lot of stress for children and parents.
1: And so, I, so even go ahead. so even and even the comment that you made as far as um stress like with all those added pressures. I know I I was always guilty of telling um my children, like, you're too young to stress. Like, how you, you ain't lived long enough to stress. But even in hearing what you're saying, like, the pressure is just going back to school, having a new teacher, a new environment. All of these things can compound on even those our little people. So stress is a factor in all age groups, all age groups. So um, we, we need to, as a first step, to stop dismissing when we hear a child cry out to say those words like I'm stressed out. Oh, I'm stressing that we um we don't take it or try to quiet what they're saying by saying, you don't know about life. You're too young to stress. So, so I like what you were saying, uh, Sharina, and to hear that stress is seen different. It's like different types of stress. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I want to definitely take a step back and recognize that stress isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, There are positive stress responses, um, and there's positive stress, there's tolerable stress, and there's chronic stress. So when we think about stress, um, it's really honestly the fight or flight response that our body experiences. So if we are, some situations or some events warrant that stress response and warn us to feel under pressure in order to react. So when we think about if we are hiking in the woods and um, a bear, we see a bear, or um, we're scared because we see a bobcat or something like that, our body is going to go into that response of wanting to protect ourselves, that fight, flight, or freeze. And that's that response where we're either going to defend ourselves physically, we're either going to flee the scene, get away, protecting ourselves by getting away running away or we're going to just stand there and not be able to move so that stress response that everybody has within their body is helpful for certain things and when we do experience stress our body can um begin our heart begins to beat faster we begin to um breathe heavier. We began to get into a situation where our bodies wants to protect themselves or ourselves. So stress isn't necessarily a negative thing. Um, and it also helps us to learn how to cope with different types of events that create the stress. But then there's this element where maybe moderate stress or when you're continuing to experience stressful situations, like maybe public speaking is something that stresses me out, but it may not stress somebody else out. Then there are experiences where. It's stressful, it's tolerable, it's just a matter of we need support systems in order to work our way through that stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but then what we're focusing on today is some of that toxic stress that with constant exposure to any type of event. Um, I know recently with everything going back to school, a societal concern or stressor that can create chronic and toxic stress is that constant inundation of school shootings. So when we talk about our kids going back to school um, and we also just kind of see news clippings across television or um, our kids are hearing our their adults or caregivers talk about some of these school shootings, our kids can get inundated with that idea of school is not safe. And then that creates that constant stress response if we don't, as adults, work with our kids to rationalize and calm them down and help them perceive stress as helpful or unhelpful and how to respond to situations like that. So I just wanted to break that down a little bit as far as positive stress, tolerable stress and chronic stress, because you will hear all the time that stress isn't good. Yes, a lot of it isn't good. When your body is inundated, it's not good. But it also helps you to be, to have um, healthy intuition healthy um, body responses to and recognize what's dangerous for you. So, yeah. What does that look like for our our kids? I,
1: I, I like to highlight some of the stuff like you kind of just ended when you said like the body responses. And what, since we're talking about the kids as adults, we need to be uh, really pay attention, be intentional about um, what we see and what we hear from our children. So some of those physical um displays that they might be showing when you say, when you talk about that fight or flight um, mode that they're in, you know, a lot of times when people are stressed out, the first thing they do, they take their hands, they put them to their head and they squeeze their head. It's like, why are you squeezing your hands? Like, that's a sign do you have a headache. No, I'm stressed out. It's like almost the first natural thing we do, we throw our hands up, scratch our eyes and be like, oh, draw up this. So if you kind of see those things, you can start having um, dialogue with your children. You know, it's it's a thing about, they say that the, the pupils become dilated to a sense. So just really be intentional about paying attention to the physical signs that your child might be saying or even if they're coming out and telling you like, I'm I'm, I'm stressed out. Like, Mom, I, is this going to happen at my school? You know, COVID is still out there. They got the monkey pops. I have this fear of stress. One person got sick. Is this going to happen to me? And so that they they have a lot of things on their little young minds <laughs> that are still developing. And as as an adult, to help nurture them through that journey, uh, that developmental journey for them to show them how to respond when you're having these feelings, opposed to being afraid or running or how do you actually manage stress or when it's happened to you so that child can be aware when I feel this kind of way. It is, I'm, I'm not bad. I'm stressing, you know. And again, we, um, when we go to the, a classroom setting, like you had mentioned, that teachers, when a, a child could be stressed based on things that they're dealing with from home, they bring it to the classroom and it looks as if they're being defiant. No, they got a lot they carry on. You know, I'm in the second grade and I had to take here three kids that my mama had. You know, I'm getting them up, changing them, but still getting myself ready to go to school. And I didn't get nothing to eat. And I got to school late and I'm hungry. But you want me to take this test? Mm -hmm. I'm tired.
2: And what you discussed was toxic chronic stress. Mm -hmm. So these are ongoing things as it relates to the household that you discussed with the children that is Mm -hmm. going on every day. So that's what we call toxic chronic stress. And mom may have a subsleeve problem. There also may be a domestic violence within the home. So this is something that children may endure from day to day that the teachers may not know about.
0: And also- on another level, just in- Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I was just gonna say on another level, even with our our caregivers or in our parents, what type of relationships that they're um, demonstrating to their children inside the home? If you are a parent who is stressed out and you're constantly- yelling as a way of communicating with their your kids that can be stressful mm-hmm. for the child so it, it doesn't it, it it can be as bad on the spectrum as domestic violence or stressful as domestic violence but it can also be um different levels of unhealthy communication within the home if the way if my if my dad shows me love by yelling at me or screaming at me um, or um, giving me a whooping as soon as I do something instead of talking to me about it, that's a lot of stress. If my mom does the same thing or if my grandmother does the same thing. um, For teenagers, if we're not talking to them before we're um, creating these consequences, that's a lot of stress because we all know that our elementary school kids, our middle school kids, and our teenagers all have different ways of thinking and processing stuff. So as adults, if we're immediate to go to the, I'm going to chastise you, then that can be stressful for our kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Miss Sharina.
2: So basically, uh, as you were dis- discussing a few minutes ago about how we communicate with our kids, I know when I was younger, my parents would talk at me. And they will talk loud. And then I would go to school and the teacher would be like, why are you talking so loud? Why are you being disrespectful? What? I'm just talking. I'm just trying to communicate with you. But, you know, you're right. How we communicate with our kids uh, can be stressful as it relates to when they get in the school setting and, and the teacher sees it, sees it as disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and also as it relates to chronic stress, um, regarding, um, the substance abuse that may be in the home or taking care of other kids, um, those responsibilities at home may cause that kid to not to be able to focus at school. And now the teacher think the kid has ADHD.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And then wanting to push testing when that's not the case. It's just, it's just related to the chronic stress at home.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, again, it's it's a little it's a little different for me because, like now, I'm not preparing. My household is um, children free. I got grandchildren, but they're not in the house. So, during this season, um, preparing for school looks different for me than it did in the past. So, I used to stress out. with like you know not even waiting to the last minute. Once I saw that list of all the stuff and the prices that's associated with it, that was the stress factor. (laughs) And then it was, now I got to get the money to get it. Um, On top of the school, I always wanted my children to go to a private school just so I could get uniforms. So I didn't have to deal with the fact that I had to go school shopping for clothes, this outfit, these shoes. They only sell these shoes over here and all of that stuff. So, all of the stuff that, again, your children got to get on the bus, they have a level of stress. As a parent, I'm stressing out just to try to get you on the bus. So, how do we talk when we both still, we both stress it in our own different way? How, how do we, how do I
0: help manage I the child's say, stress? Excuse me, definitely say If with I'm that having one. a difficulty um, time
1: having, handling
0: talk to, my own stress. Talk to the teachers. To see how your child is showing up or how your student is showing up at school. Um, and specifically with this episode, we're talking about the children and, you know, our teens and our even our young adults who may be going back to college. And so when we think about supporting them, yes, if we as caregivers are already demonstrating hardship with managing our own stress, I can only imagine what's going on with my child or my teen or my young adult. Um but, in order to show up for your kid, you may need to get some support too. so let you know accepting and admitting that, hey, I need some support too, because how I'm talking to my kid or at my kid um is not helpful for either of us because he or she is still not doing what I've asked them to do now I'm just yelling to be yelling, it feels like um, but then also talking to the teacher, how is my kid showing up to school? Are they focused? are they not focused? are they um Um, Acting out with um, physical behaviors or um, opposition, hitting other kids, Um, are they being easily distracted, irritable? So having those conversations with the teacher and being receptive to hearing what the teacher has to say to you. Now, I'm not going to say that everybody's opinion of your child is going to be roses and lollipops. But (laughs) what I am saying is that really have a conversation and try to refrain from taking a defensive approach and actually listen to what the teacher, the administrator is saying to you about the child and the behavior, because it may be that all three of you, four of you, five of you need to sit down and say and have a conversation. Um, So just not being very closed off to information that is being received to you or being provided to you.
1: So, so even, even in in that response, you gave like two good tools, one communication two, support. We have to communicate and we, we have to be intentional about support and, and, and establishing a good support system for our children, whether it's just in the house or using outside sources, um, the school, the church, your community, family. You know, even those after-school programs or before-school programs, some type of support system to um to help the children. So communication and support can help during the help manage those stressful um, moments and times with the kids. We just want to say something, Miss Um uh, Irina.
2: Well, I am a big fan as it relates to people processing their emotions before they address situations. I know that whenever parents receive letters from teachers or some sort of negative response from the teacher, they're ready to go and address the situation within their emotions. But what we do not realize as parents is that when you go address a teacher within your emotions and not willing to listen to what they say, you may be making it hard for your kid (laughs) because your kid has to be in that class for the remainder of the school year. So really check your emotions um, before you communicate with the teacher. And as we discussed before, make sure you have support. I mean, you don't have to be the only person going to the school to address the concern with the teacher. Take someone else that can be a support to you, for you, as it yeah. relates to um, communicating um, with the teacher regarding your kid.
0: Because sometimes if we are already have um a guard up for what the school or teachers have to say about a situation about our kids, then we're going, sometimes we may filter out some of the things that the teacher or the administrator is saying about the situation. And so we'll kind of put our blinders on and say, that's not my child. That's not my child. That's not my child. Ma'am, hold on. Like, listen to the situation that just Mm -hmm. happened.
1: Right. And, and I like how you said that because a lot of times it's said, well, he don't act like that or she don't act like that around me. They don't act like that when they're at home. We only see it when, when they get to school. So again, the teachers are, are looking at it from a different set of eyes. So when it shows up in the classroom, it can show up as lack of concentration. It can show up as why they falling asleep in the class, you know, and, and they just got here and this is the first time they take it in that it can show up that all they hear this child all day is talking is negative self-talk. That's how it would show up in the classroom. So when the teacher addressing with you, they might not know, well, this is something happening at home. We're stressing the kid out. So they get here, we see it. And so then as a, as a parent, as to as part of that support, we need to try to eliminate some of those stresses and that's where that communication part still comes in. So we're talking to the child and the child, you know, um, I know my children were in everything. It was running me ragged. It could have been running them ragged too, but it was like, you know, you want to expose them that, but maybe that's just too much. We got them in all of these yeah. things to do this. Maybe it's just too much. And they just tell them, mom, I really, oh no, you going to play basketball because I play basketball and I was on the team and you're just as good as me. You know, we, yeah. we try to put that on it. But if we listen to the children, just eliminate some of those stressors out of their lives. It could, you know, they up to that toxic, so now they get to where they can handle stuff because now it's not too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we we can help transition our children through all of those stages of is it this type of uh, is it a toxic um, stress that I'm dealing with or tolerable? But we again paying attention and have that um, communication with our children is so important. And I like how that word keeps coming up: communication, 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 yep. communication.
2: and showing yeah. up. I mean, we have to show up. Our mind at times be all over the place. I'm another fan. I'm a fan also about being present, showing up for conversations, showing up when you need to. And children need their parents to show up, mm-hmm. be available. But we and- have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally to be available to them.
0: Yes. And showing up may look as simple, quote unquote, as listening, yeah, active listening, listening, or you know, not responding, yeah, listening to hear instead of listening to respond, yeah. You know that's and
1: and it is, and it's and it's good now too. I know at least for the the most colleges, the freshmen and everything, they're they're about going this week or next week. College is about to start. You know, and then followed by that, the uh, elementary school and high school is going in. But even having those conversations now, before, you know, hey, how do you feel about, you know, getting back on the bus? How do you feel about when y'all have those active shooting drills Mm -hmm. at school? What, How does it make you feel, you know, and really get engaged now? So if the event was to happen, you already prepared your child, you know, if they start developing these anxieties or whatever address them now before we get on the bus. You know, you might want to have some practice rounds. Okay, let's let's drive to the school. This is the new environment, especially for those kindergartners and first graders. This is the first time they're getting away from mommy and the house, you know, then separation anxieties that kick in on both parts. Adults and <laughs> mm-hmm. children like, nobody's going to be watching me, I don't trust nobody. So to, to, to just get involved with that now and seeing how your child responds. You know, looking for. I see when we walk toward the bus stop. When we, the closer we get, the tighter they hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Why are you squeezing my hand right now? You know, and sure. and and, and you able to pick up on those things. And again, it just that that healthy communication that you be able to establish again at a younger age. We get to carry on as we as your child matures. Oh, I can talk now because I, it's okay to to show how I feel, express how I feel, opposed to somebody telling me you can't feel or be quiet. You don't supposed to cry because you don't, you don't know, <laughs> but, but we can help nurture them, you know, at home, even before they get on the bus. Yeah. Because if you was like me as a child, oh, I know I stressed my teachers out. And there was no stress at home, but I brought the thunder to the classroom every day because <laughs> I was bored and smart. So. So 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 we get to so we get to see the impact on the children and now we're going to get to see how the teachers how the staff get to handle when a when a person like Tracy shows up to the classroom. Mm-hmm. How do you handle your stress when that child brings it on,
0: on purpose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say one more thing for the parents. Switching your mindset to say that my child is not bad, but they're just demonstrating um poor regulation of emotions. How do I help them get on track back on with their emotional regulation? So um working with the teachers to say, hey, it's not the behavior, it's maybe that they're responding to the stress. So let's work together to figure out how to reduce this stress that this child and teenager may be experiencing. So We have communication, we have support, we have changing our perspectives. Anything else that um, you ladies will recommend that teachers and or caregivers would do to support our kids with back to school and stress?
2: I would would recommend also listening to our previous podcast. Um, Some of the things that we discussed that are in our previous podcast are um, cognitive distortions, like really looking at how people view situations and having negative thoughts about them. And also expectations, you know, really looking at the expectations as it relates to Mm -hmm. going to school, kids going to school, um, teachers responding to kids, parents supporting kids. We have to be mindful as it relates to expectations. And also, as we've discussed before, you know, really communication, like really um, utilizing communication in an effective manner. And that helps as it relates to building relationships.
1: Now, now we, we gave a lot of, we gave a lot of little tools to you, audience. So um, Sasha's going to talk to y'all about an exciting episode on next week. So now we're going to deal with the babies, but next week we're going to deal with the with the adults and the teachers. And we, we at Just Me, design a special episode just for you. And Sasha going to tell us all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, next time, next episode, we'll be talking about how teachers show up with, for our kids and how, a lot of fatigue can come. Fatigue, excuse me, can come with our administrations and our staff and our faculty. So, how do we show up to support our teachers? Um, a lot of times, it can be very overwhelming. So, I definitely look forward to hearing and seeing you guys next week to talk about how we support our administration and our faculty. Also, I want to throw in a plug: August twenty third, we'll be having a live episode recording, and it's going to be accessible to the public. So if you go to the Just Me um, podcast website, it's on WordPress. Definitely check us out. And that website will have the Zoom link so that you can join in on the conversation. August 23rd at 10 a.m. Live episode. And we look forward to seeing you guys then. Until next time, take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com That's backslash Me podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavior health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.